Hello, it's Rose. Hello, Barbara here. How you doing this week? I'm doing okay. Nice. That's been kind of a mm, job stuff, you know? Yeah. Even the weather hasn't been, hasn't been, it's just been me. Yeah. Kind of cold, kind of dreary. Mm-hmm. But now we have something to lift our spirit. I heard that you found something awesome that you are crazy about. You want to tell us about it? I, I did. I don't know if we've discussed um, my love of nature and leaves yet and wandering through the woods, but I was came home the other day, turned on the television, just getting home, and something on the TV got my attention. And it was this amazing artist um, that paints on leaves. I absolutely love maple leaves. I am not a big um, art lover, um, per se. I appreciate art that other people can do it. I cannot, but was not one that, you know, finds myself searching out art. You're not sitting it, in a gallery all day. I am not sitting <laughs> in, a ga- in a gallery all day. Um, and most of what I would call art that I have at my house, one does revolve around trees and half of it you've given me. Yes. <laughs> But I think almost all of it has to do with, um, almost all of it has to do with trees. Um, But anyhow, so I was watching PBS and uh, on WOSU, our local uh, PBS station, and there was this artist showing how she paints on leaves. Whoa. And it it is amazing. Mm -hmm. So um, her name is Jennifer Lanzalotti, and um, she has decided that she is willing to speak with us today. Yeah, our first guest. Our first guest. (laughs) Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. This is very exciting. It's my first time. Hey, we'll be gentle. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing, so thanks for joining us, not knowing what you're getting into. Oh, no problem. Well, thank you for your kind words on my art. That really means a lot to me. I, it's always just, it always makes me so happy to hear when people have seen my art and like it. Of course, it's just it's really great. Well, it is amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started? From the show, I got the impression that that is not you know, how you started out is being an artist. No, I, it's, uh, <laughs> it's funny because I have zero art history or even drawing talent in my history. Um, my mom came across when I was like 13 years old, she came across some paint, some pictures that she had saved some drawings of mine and they were so bad. She shared them with me recently. And I thought, Oh my gosh, I was way too old to be drawing this bad. And she's (laughs) like, I know. And she's like, so I don't know where this like artist in you came from because you didn't have it as a kid. So I don't know if I'm just a late bloomer. I don't know if I just, I honestly don't know how it how how it just happened, but the story is kind of fun. I did share it on PBS, and I do like to tell the story. I I'm obviously not the first artist uh, to paint on leaves. I did see years ago actually that um, you could paint on a leaf, and I remember thinking that that was just so cool because it's just something you wouldn't think of to do, and. I'm a huge nature person myself, love the outdoors, love everything about nature, love flowers, trees, leaves, you name it. So one day I was having lunch at an olive garden and I parked, it was a fall day, and I parked under a maple leaf and it had been raining and windy. 
So when I came out to the car, the opportunity to paint on leaves had literally fallen on my car. My car was covered in leaves. And for a minute, I was just going to scrape them off. But I picked one up and I thought, gosh, these are so beautiful. They're just, they were yellow and brown and they were flawless because they had freshly fallen from the tree. And I thought, you know, I should just go home and see if I could paint these because I remember that you could, that they could be a canvas. And so I just didn't have the heart to scrape them off my car. So I gathered them all up came home. I was a scrapbooker at the time. I have tons of scrapbooks. So I was lucky that I had so many heavy albums that I could put the leaves under to flatten them. And a week later, they, they were, they came out really well. They were nice and flat, um, no creases. And again, they were flawless leaves. So I just thought, you know, my initial thought was that I would just do kind of like a collage and maybe just paint different colors. And and I didn't honestly have a plan. And then I sat down on my, and I looked at my phone and I thought, well, let me just look at some art. And I kind of surfed the net a little bit and looked at photos, looked at Pinterest, looked and and it kind of dawned on me, it would be kind of neat to paint nature on the nature, right? So originally I had just looked at, you know, some trees, some scenes, and I thought, well, let me just go ahead and try this. Now, I didn't have a good paintbrush. I had my kids' craft paints, and I had the kid paintbrushes, like, you know, those little plastic cheapy. And I thought, well, you know, what the heck, I'm going to try it. And I just started kind of copying the photograph and copying the tree and just sort of started painting. And when I was done, I was like, holy cow, (laughs) like this isn't half bad. And I I remember I showed my mom first and I was like, hey, check out this leaf I painted. And she was the one who was like, what? (laughs) You painted that? And I had so much fun doing it. I absolutely loved it. I just thought, and I was proud. I just thought, this is so cool. This is nature painted on nature. It doesn't get any cooler than that, right? So I just thought, well, okay, I'm really digging this, and I've got something here. So I just kept trying it, and I kept doing it. And eventually, I started sharing it with friends and family. And a few months later, I have a cousin who called and said, how much are you selling your leaves for? And I I just remember being blown away, like laughing, like seriously, like, come on. And she was like, no, seriously, I would like to purchase some of the leaves. And I thought you like, she really thinks they're good enough to buy. Mm -hmm. So she in fact came over and I, you know, I gave her a great deal. She's family. (laughs) I almost felt silly even, even charging her truthfully. But my mother was like, well, hey, you know, if you can start selling your art, this is, you know, this is a great thing. You should do it. So it started with that. And um, shortly after that, and I was, of course, sharing it on social media. Shortly after that, I started having friends uh, call me up and say, hey, can I buy this? And then I'd post a leaf and somebody would say, can I buy this one? And before I knew it, it was going really well. And and then my mother was like, well, maybe you should try to like get into some galleries and submit your artwork. Mm -hmm. So that was the next step. I then submitted to the Detroit Artist Ball. And I thought, you know, I'm never going to get accepted. This is, these are incredible artists out there in the world. They're never going to accept me. And a week later, 
they accepted me and said that they would love to have me at the, and the Detroit artist buy that was, wow, this is incredible. Right. So I had a booth at the Detroit. Well, it was like an, it was an exhibition with all different artists inside the, at the artist ball. And my booth was like kind of front and center on display. I was super excited about it. I had a lot of friends and family that came out and supported me. And during the artist ball, I ended up selling nine leaves. Mm. And one of the other artists came up to me and said, I'm watching how many uh, pieces of your art you're selling. And I want to tell you that this is almost unheard of. Wow. He, said these, he said these types of venues are really more for networking and for just sort of getting out there. And he said, I've been doing this for many years. He said, most artists are extremely lucky if they even sell one leaf. And he said, and you're just, I've been watching you all night. You're selling left and right. And he's like, you've definitely got a niche. You're onto something here. And he was like congratulating me. And, you know, I didn't know anything about the art world. This was my first experience. I, I had no idea. I mean, to me, this was just something that I enjoyed doing. And that's kind of how I started. And so with the positive feedback that I was getting, I thought, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to like keep going for it. And then I submitted to the Cherry Hill Village Theater in Canton. And um, they, they had a call for artists. And again, thinking the same thing, like, you know, that the competition will be fierce. I'll probably not be accepted. And I was thrilled that I was and had another exhibition there and that's when pbs came through and they saw the exhibition and they saw the leaves and they liked it so much that they asked if i would be on an episode um also called all of the tree that was the name of the exhibition mm -hmm. and of course i was just thrilled <laughs> and so excited it's just been surreal it's been it's been an incredible journey and so that really kind of put me on the map of like getting out there and um, as an artist and having my art be seen, obviously, because now they're, they're um, showing it on affiliate stations and it's, I've gone, it's in Canada. I've had people uh, email me from California who have seen it and um, like all the different States. So yeah, so it's been, <laughs> that's, that's my story. It's really exciting. So this is all within the last few years. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, yes, yes. And I had no idea that I could paint. I had no idea. I just, I just did it and it turned out that it was good. And I guess it's kind of my thing. I guess I, I just have a knack for it, I guess. I don't know. I'm self-taught. I, I never, I never had prior to this, I never had any classes. Now, after when I started painting, I did end up taking a, an art class with a friend of mine, but it wasn't like an instructional, instructional type class. It was just where we all kind of got together and painted. But I discovered, I think this is kind of funny. So this is my, this is my own take on, on art classes and stuff. So I think that if I had been taught if I I've looked at YouTube videos of like Bob Ross right if you look at somebody else's technique and you're busy trying to copy their technique and do what they do what comes natural to them and let's say that's not what comes natural to you and you're not good at it 
then I feel like you're losing your, your own sense of style. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I did that. I tried to look at some other artists, like, and I looked at Bob Ross videos and I thought, you know what? I don't even want to look at this. I don't even want to see what he's doing because number one, I can't do his technique on a leaf. He's like pounding the canvas with paintbrush (laughs) and he's like rough and he's like, you know, broad strokes. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's not even going to apply to me with a leaf. You have to be very delicate. And maybe that's what I had going for me with using my kids, um, little paintbrushes because they weren't real great brushes. And I started off very delicate with the leaf and just doing very small, um, stroke, you know what I mean? Like, um, just painting very small portions of the leaf and for, for whatever reason, whatever I was doing with no instruction, it was my own technique, my own style. And I guess it just worked for me. In that piece, I remember they had said you were writing a book at the time. So now are, are you an author? Are you a, an artist? Um, I know you're also a teacher. What, what do you consider yourself now? What, when someone says, what do you do? What is the first thing you say now? <laughs> well, I would love to say I'm an artist. It's, it's still so surreal to me that I, I don't, I don't immediately go there. And I I usually just say like, yeah, I'm a substitute teacher, or sometimes I'll say I teach art classes with the residents at uh, senior centers, but I would like to be able to say, yeah, I'm an artist, a starving artist. No, not the starving, Um, not the starving. We'll have to see if we can help. (laughs) Right. Well, it's definitely improving, that's for sure. Um, But yeah, I wrote, so I wrote three novels while I was raising my my girls. I was a hockey mom, and I I was very fortunate that I got to stay home with my kids. I started off as a social worker. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in social work, and I was in my field for a few years. And then when I had my babies, I, I just knew that I was not cut out to be a working full-time mom and, and juggle. And I, I needed to be home with my babies. And so I was fortunate that at the time my husband um, made enough money where we, we didn't have to survive with my income. Mm -hmm. Thank God. (laughs) And I'm a very, this, this, he's, I don't know if he knows he's lucky that I'm, I'm very frugal. Like I don't require a lot. (laughs) I don't, I don't spend money. I don't like, I, I was, at the, at the time, I was of the mindset, look, I will never buy another pair of shoes again if I can stay home and raise my babies. <laughs> so I would clip coupons, whatever it took. So I was lucky. And, and even your services are free. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so at the time, and this was before I discovered I could paint. And so at the time, I was busy just raising my babies and scrapbooking. And I was being a hockey mom because both my daughters played hockey. And I loved that. I loved being able to um, be 100% in on their sports career. Because let me tell you, anyone who's a mom and knows anything about hockey, (laughs) you know, it's a full-time job. Hockey is my favorite sport. (laughs) (laughs) My son played street hockey when he was young, but not nearly long enough. So... Yeah, to play hockey too. I love hockey. (laughs) 
It's mine too. And I loved it. And so I was just, I've never been the type to just sit around or not do anything. So while I was, I did have to sit in the car waiting long hours for my kids practice. I would type, I would bring my, my uh, computer, my laptop, and I'd sit in the car and I would work on my novel and I was writing books. Um, I had a, obviously a lot of time with both girls on different teams and waiting two hours f- during practice. So I had years of writing novels and that's kind of what I did in that time so that I wasn't just sitting there bored. And I completed them and recently, Um, Chicory Island, I I recently went back and really took the time that I needed to spend um, rewriting and working that book. Because you can write, I I mean, you can write a book, but people, I don't know if anyone realizes just how much work is involved with retyping and re, you know, editing and, you know, fixing things. And so, in the beginning, I was I was really excited about them. I was proud of my work. I was proud of my stories. And I kind of um, jumped the gun putting them out there for people to read. And now, and that was years ago. And, you know, now you, you learn through the years and you change. And I have realized, you know, I was a little premature in putting those out. And I should have taken more time and worked on them a little bit more. So Chicory Island, I took the time and I went back and kind of like fixed things and really edited. And then I um, got a professional editor to um, edit the book. And so that's the one that I'm most proud of right now and that I feel most confident that, okay, I would like to try and get this one published. So I have been spending hours upon hours <laughs> looking for literary agents because you have to find you have to query the agent that is interested in your genre and my book is an action adventure romance with a little bit of sci-fi so it has a little bit of everything and it's hard to find literary agents that are willing to to read that because some agents you know will tell you um yes send me your romance but i, I don't want any sci-fi And then I don't know, you know, they might not be willing to read it if there's like that element there. So you have to be choosy, um, find the right one. And then of course your query letter has to be, you know, directed toward the agent. And there's a whole, each agent has their own submission form policy. It's just a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm taking the time because I would love now to get that book published. I feel really proud of it. And I feel like I've put the time into it that it deserved. And if I can't find a literary agent, then the last resort will be to go ahead and um, put it on Amazon in digital form, which is fine. But I, I want to be able to say that I tried to get it published, that I at least I did everything I could to go the, the old fashioned route, which is so old fashioned, I don't honestly even know if, <laughs> if they even really do it that much anymore. And I know it's really difficult. I think I read it's like one out of 6,000 can even find a literary agent. So the odds are against me, <laughs> but I am going to try. I've got the time. I have a bucket list of like the things I want to accomplish and say that I did. So at least that's something I can, I can say that I, I gave it a hundred percent. Who's doing the cover art for that book? I actually did. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, 
actually years ago I did, I had a, I had a friend who did put the, the books on, um, iTunes on, um, iBooks. And then later he did put two of the books on Amazon for me just so that my friends and family who were telling me, Oh, I can only read Kindle. I can only read it if it's in book format. And so I, I did that so that they would read it and make it convenient. Cause then you have people, Oh, you know, I only have time to read on my phone. So I need to be able to open it. And I was like, whatever. So I had a friend that was willing to do that for me. And so I made the covers and that's actually what PBS used. They used the, the three covers that I made for the book that were on Amazon. So nice. Well, JK Rowling was very <laughs> successful and it only took once after so many denials. So don't give up hope. <laughs> I know. I know. I read these stories and I'm all about it. I'm, I'm a very positive person. I, I believe in chasing your dreams and trying to make things happen. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've sent out 30, I think I'm on 32 uh, so far query letters. So I figure if I get to 100, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe then I might take a break and think, okay, that's enough now. I don't know. I don't know where you stop, but I did read that there was another uh, well-known author who sent out over a, a hundred query letters and she had said, I'm done. I'm, I'm not sending out anymore and was ready to call it quits. And she just thought, oh, she found one literary agent that she hadn't queried yet and thought, okay, this is it. This is my last one. And she sent it and that's all it, and it took. And then she was published and that agent took her on. So you hear these stories and like, okay, <laughs> how many am I going to have to put out? Well, you didn't, you weren't an artist and you didn't know how your, your leaves were going to go. And we see how that's going so far. So you <laughs> never know, don't give up. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I, I think the art has really given me a boost, to be honest, because it is still very surreal for me it's funny whenever the whenever the episode airs is when i get tons of emails in my inbox from people and then i'm like oh pps must have shown my episode because <laughs> now i have a bunch of people contacting me Just but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know but it's I will never get used to it, to be honest. I will never get used to the compliments. And it just, it, I can't tell you, it makes me so happy. I just smile and I think this is crazy. And it's, it's wonderful. It's surreal. It's, <laughs> it's hard to believe. <laughs> well, as I mentioned before, I, I appreciate art, but I, I don't go looking for art. I have been looking and studying all of your pictures of your leaves for days now, trying to figure out which ones I want and how many I can afford. <laughs> I absolutely love them. Oh, I appreciate so, that. Thank you. They're beautiful and they have absolutely touched me and I, I appreciate it. You have everything in there that, that I want to hang on my wall. Thank you. You know, I think it helps me that uh, because I love nature so much. So when I see it, that inspires me. And when you're painting something that you're inspired by and you're painting something that you love, I, I, th I think it's almost for me, it's like beginners, like every time I do a leaf, it's just because I am in love with what I have seen or I'm feeling inspired. 
you know, I, I uh, walk or hike or run almost every day. Um, if, if I, if I go a day where I can't, then I'm pretty bummed out. <laughs> um, and I'm lucky that even if I have to wake up really early in the morning and go for a run, I can do that. Um, because I just love being outdoors and I have this really great running path by my house. I'm kind of, um, I'm near a town, but my house is on the outskirts. So I have the country behind me. So if I turn right out my neighborhood, I'm headed into the city and the town and the conveniences of CVS and all the things I love. But if I turn left, I'm in the country where there's nothing and just a few sparse houses and farmland and there's old farmhouses and barns and fields and this road, which I'm just distraught over because I think they're getting ready to put a subdivision in. And it's just killing me because this is my running route and this is where the field and the trees are and it's always been so beautiful. And they're laying uh, <laughs> what I suspect is uh, pipes and plumbing <laughs> because I think they're going to turn it into a neighborhood. But anyway, when I run that course, there's, there's creeks and little, I don't know what you call them, little dips down into the sidewalk where it'll just, you'll come to like a little not really like almost like a park you know where the trees are and, and it's green and there's little creeks and it's just beautiful it's just beautiful I just love it and so every time I run that I'm I just love it and I'm inspired and I think okay I gotta go home and I have to paint this you know if I see a butterfly on a on, a, on though there's wildflowers along the way and I think oh I need to go it gives me ideas you know so are the scenes then on your leaves things you've seen or just inspired by and your then your rendition of both. Yeah, both. All everything. So a lot of my leaves are things that I have seen and that have given me the idea of to paint it. And I'll add things, you know, because the leaf is big and so the scene that I have in my mind, I, I can I might put on the leaf and then I'll think, oh well, I've got this whole other half of the leaf. Now what am I gonna do? I gotta add something. So that will work too. But mostly what I'm painting are things that I've seen in in nature and 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 things that have given me the idea and then i also love to go on instagram and look at photos and see what other people have posted in nature i just i think instagram is so fabulous for for people who do love fo uh, photographs and nature just to see all the places of the world that people have posted, the mountains, obviously Michigan, we don't have the mountain view. Um, so for me to be able to go on there and see all these pictures, that's inspiring too. And I think, oh God, I love that. I want Actually, I'm going to post um, a leaf tomorrow on Instagram. Um, it's an, this is a perfect example. I was scrolling on Instagram for fall, looking at fall leaves. I've been commissioned to paint a fall scene. And so I wanted to get some more ideas of fall leaves, trees, really, um, different shapes of the trees and whatnot. So I typed in hashtag love autumn. And I came across this one picture. It just stood out to me uh, of a woman dressed as a witch with her two little witchy daughters. <laughs> and I loved it. It's just, it's, they're in the woods and they're surrounded by fall trees. And 
it just immediately spoke to me and I was so excited and I thought this is just so beautiful. I couldn't wait to paint it. So I, I did a rendition of it. Obviously the painting never looks like exactly like the photo. Um, but it was, it was my inspiration totally. And so I'm actually going to give the credit to the, to the person on Instagram who posted the photo, um, and let them know, you know, it was, for me, it was like kind of nostalgic when I saw it because it reminded me of when my kids were little and how much I loved trick or treating and we did the whole witch thing. And so it was just a really, it was really cool. And that's what I love about Instagram. Mm. Are you doing a lot of commissioned pieces now? I have, I've been very fortunate. I have, yeah. And since my episode just aired, mm -hmm. <laughs> probably at the same time you saw it and contacted <laughs> me, um, I, I have another person who's asked for me, has commissioned for two leaves. Um, she wants a, a bird and then a black and white, which was a leaf that I had already sold. And I gone back and forth with, do I paint, try to paint the same leaf, make it very similar? And because I, I'll sell a leaf and then, you know, three other people can say, oh, I want this one. And it was a good one, but it's already sold. But I've decided that I really want every leaf to be a one of a kind. Mm -hmm. I, it's just important to me. I just feel like if you're buying it, that's, and you're spending a lot of money, I want you to have a piece that has not been, there's not a print. I, I've been offered by other people. Would you like me to make prints of your work? Why don't you sell? You can make a fortune selling prints and same thing, like, you know, put it on Etsy and, um, of just prints, but I thought, you know what, I just don't want to do that. I, I just feel like these are, each leaf means so much to me. I'm attached to it. I love it. it, it I find that it's in that moment that I've created it, it is unique and, and it's almost accidental. I don't want to try to recreate the same, you know, I mean, I probably could, I could do something similar, but and I will, you know, if somebody wants black and white and they want a forest, I will do it. But I really want to try to make it different. Like I'll do, use the same colors, make it black and white, but I don't want it to look identical. I want it to, I want each leaf to be unique and special and a one of a kind. Well, as a future collector, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, Good. story for me, it sounds like you had this gift that you didn't know of. And you saw this artist paint on leaves before, and it was sort of in the back of your mind. So whatever force took you to Olive Garden said, okay, we're <laughs> going to fix this right here and right now. And we're going to shake some leaves on her car. So yeah. that gets the connection and we're going to take care of it this way. So thank you for following the intuition to get out <laughs> your paintbrushes and do that. And then... Yeah. To give the gift to the person that was supposed to receive that, that one and only thing. And it's like, not to get all religious and woo-woo, but spirit was at work all the way through to the gift. So all oh, for sure. for, from the beginning of your guidance to the, to the receiver. And that's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> No, I definitely believe in God and I, I definitely pray and thank him for this gift. If that's, if that's what this is, is a gift from him. I'm, I'm willing to, to say thank you and appreciate it because 
I, I don't really know where it came from, honestly. So, it, I mean, where it, it had to have come from him, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I, I, I thank God every day. <laughs> so when you're painting, do you sort of lose yourself and lose time in it and just... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I just love it. I love it. I, I um, can sit down and paint for hours. And then I'll, my stomach will growl and I'll look at my phone and be like, oh my God, I've been sitting here for three and a half hours and oh gosh, I got to get dinner going and maybe I should check on the kids. <laughs> so, like then I'll walk away and sometimes it's so hard. Sometimes I'll, I'll just say, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to just, you know, let me finish this up. And then before I know it, I've got more hours into it. Or I'll go ahead and walk away and be a good mom and do my responsibilities. <laughs> and, um, and then I'll go back to it and finish it up. And so, yeah, I absolutely get lost in it. It's a great way to just, my mind can go blank. So if I've had any stress or worry or, you know, my kids are driving me crazy, I can just go and sit down and paint and it is gone. Everything is just gone. And I am just totally in the moment and just loving what I'm doing. I, d I do. I just, I absolutely love it. So it, it, this is the thing. I have so many leaves now. And because it's a leaf, it's a small canvas. It's very small. So it's not like, I mean, I can finish one in a day or you know, and, and after maybe five, six hours, it can be almost done. And then, you know, I could go back to it later. But the point is, that it's a small leaf. So I can do a lot of them. And as a result, I have a lot of them. I don't know what to do with all of them. I'm out of space. I'm very happy right now that the Pinkney Art Gallery is doing an exhibition for October and November. They're hanging all of my leaves. So um, I've had a chance to see just how many I have by doing all the labels and getting them ready for the, for the gallery. And I don't honestly even know if she's going to have enough room for all of them. I have so many, but it's nice. It's, it's a nice way to get them out of my house and have them on display for people to see. And purchase. And purchase. <laughs> and purchase. Yes. And, you know, I'm here. To do it. I am trying. Yes, it is. Fall. That's, I mean, what better way to have a fall gallery with fall leaves? It's, it's all perfect. And I really do try to, to price my leaves reasonable. They, they had to be a little more pricey for the gallery because obviously she's taking a commission and um, with the time and everything that's been put into it. But I do, I do feel like, you know, the majority of my leaves that I sell um, are small enough to fit in an 11 by 14 inch frame. And if those fit in the frame, um, I figure I can sell those. I'd like to sell them for $100, which is basically nowadays the price of a good dinner out. You know, I mean, where if you go to a nice restaurant and you have some drinks, your bill's going to be about a hundred bucks. So you're getting a one of a kind piece of art, nature painted on nature, um, you know, for, for a hundred. And now the larger leaves, the ones that I have a lot more time into them, I, I do have to charge more. Um, those leaves have to go in larger frames. So I have to take into account the price of the frame. Um, and all the leaves come framed. So even the 11 by 14, you're getting a framed 
leaf. So I feel like it's fairly reasonably priced. I don't know. I mean, obviously it's subjective. Some people will think it's outrageous and others have told me that it's very reasonable, but I do want, I want my leaves out there. I want people to be able to afford them. I, if you love it and, and you're willing to hang it in your home, that's, that makes me happier than anything. That means more to me than the money. I, I, I want to just feel good knowing that my leaf is making someone happy and my art is hanging in someone's home. Well, I, part, I'm going to play that back to her later when I give her my Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I am, you know, and I'm willing to work with people. Like I get, like even the Canadians, it's really expensive to ship to Canada. So I, I go in, I cut the cost. I, I share the cost of the shipping. So, but yeah, I, I, when I had my exhibition at the Cherry Hill Village Theater, I had, um, someone came through and her parents live in Kuwait right. and she came through and she said, she said to me, you know, my parents have come over from Kuwait, they're elderly, and this is like their first big trip and visit to Michigan. And I have been wanting to send them home with a piece of Michigan, something from this state that they, that they will always remember their visit here. And she just told me how excited she was that she came to the exhibit and saw my leaves and she said, I just, I don't know how much more perfect it can be that they're leaving with a Michigan leaf mm. art that they can hang on their wall. Right. And I, and she purchased it. And then months later, she ended up sending me a Facebook message and she showed me the leaf hanging on her dad's wall in Kuwait <laughs> and said how much they love it. Oh. And I just, isn't that great? I just, I feel so good. It just makes me so happy to know I have a leaf hanging in Kuwait. <laughs> Someone's home. And then um, same with Canada. I had somebody in Saskatchewan and um, Winnipeg. <laughs> and so it makes me feel good to know that my leaves have left the country. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just really thrilled with it. <laughs> Well, you know, being a hockey mom, you could probably do some some uh, Toronto Maple Leaves stuff on leaves. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Not that trademarked, you can double the price. <laughs> I, I did actually do a hockey leaf. It's funny you say that because um, so I have a cousin who plays hockey, and they were doing a fundraiser, and he asked if I would donate a leaf to their fundraiser. And so I did a winter scene with an outdoor ice rink and the hockey uh, net and the pucks and the sticks and the ice. <laughs> and it did sell. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I bet it'd be really neat. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great, it's been a really great thing. I'm, I, I can't really express how much, how grateful I am and, and how happy it makes me. <sighs> Has there been any change with the pandemic? Has that given you more time, less time, more purchases? Definitely more time because um, with the stubbing, um, obviously the schools didn't start up right away. And so I'm just now starting back with that. We had to be trained on, on how to do remote subbing. So I've been just going through the training and of course all the COVID classes that you have to take. Unfortunately, all of the senior centers have been closed to the public 
So I haven't been able to go in and do the art classes, which breaks my heart because I just think of those poor seniors in those nursing homes with, you know, probably hardly anything to do. And they love the art classes. They just love painting. I cannot wait until they open those back up and invite me back in to paint with them. I think they'll be thrilled to have that opportunity again. But I lost the opportunity to, to go and do it when COVID hit. So I have had time on my hands. Yeah. And I, I, have, I think that when the government was giving out their money, I think people were had the extra cash. So I did actually receive a few emails from people saying, you know, hey, I got a little extra government money and I'm looking, I'd like to buy your art. So that's been nice. I mean, I shouldn't spend that on my art. Should probably buy. Yeah. <laughs> probably buy one. So the whole point was to keep the economy going. <laughs> the whole point was to keep the economy going. So if it gave you some money, then you spend it elsewhere too. I'm sure. So that's the whole point. That's true. That's, well, that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> now I know that you um, you have some incense bottles. I saw, and then I see you're doing some like faux wood planking. What other kind that of that was amazing? Do you do? I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's a fun story. Let me tell you this story. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I did run out of leaves. Uh, 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 like I think I guess it was last year or the year before I didn't collect enough then I was like well gosh now what I don't have any leaves and I didn't want to go out and buy canvas I don't even really like painting on canvas to be honest it's I'm I'm so used to the small little leaf canvas now that I don't enjoy um, doing regular canvas but I had some bottles in the house and they were flat and I thought I wonder if I could just paint on that and so I started off just thinking you'd need to do like a kit I wanted for myself I wanted a continuous scene because originally I was thinking well maybe I'll make it into a soap dispenser something and put it in my bathroom so that actually worked out really well. I did make some bottles that I was really proud of um, with wraparound scenes. A friend of mine said, why don't you drill a hole in the bottle and then you can put the incense stick at the top and then that does, that like prevents the incense stick from being snuffed out from uh, lack of oxygen if you put the hole in it. So he suggested that I do that. And I thought, you know, that's a pretty good idea. So I started drilling the holes in the bottle, um, which is not fun. It's not <laughs> it, that there's nothing fun about drilling through glass. Um, <laughs> but I did quite a few bottles and I did that. So I do still have those. And eventually next year, I wasn't, I was supposed to have a booth at the Plymouth Art Fair, which is the second largest art fair in Michigan. And um, that obviously got canceled because of COVID. So I'm really hoping that next year uh, they won't have to cancel it. And if I have a booth, then I think that stuff like that, because it's more crafty, I think that those would probably sell really well at the, at the art fair. And then, of course, I'll do my leaves as well. But um, I, so if I run out of leaves, again, I'll start, I'll do the bottles too. And that, <laughs> So my fun story is 
pallet wood, right? Pallet wood is really popular. And this is funny. So I, I have this wall in my kitchen and the kids are always scraping the chairs up against the wall and it looked terrible. And I thought I got to paint this, but if, I knew if I painted it a solid color, it was just going to get scratched up again. So I was trying to think like, well, what can I paint on there where it will be kind of camouflaged if you have scratches, you're not going to really notice it. And I started thinking of pallet wood and I thought maybe you can buy faux pallet wood and stick on the wall. And I thought maybe I would just do a pallet wood wall. And then I thought maybe I'd do stone or who knows. So um, I got the idea to get the canvas and first paint on the canvas to see if I could even make something look like pallet wood. Mm -hmm. So I basically took a picture of my tiled floor that had the wood grain in it and just sat down and started painting and when I was done I was like once again wow <laughs> like this looks like pallet wood okay <laughs> so not sure how I did it but um it just it turned out and I showed my friend and he was so blown away by it and he he's a bachelor he has a really nice house and he was thinking of doing pallet wood in his house and so he asked me, he said, can I commission you? Will you paint that on the wall in my house? And it's a big wall. And I was like, oh, sure, you know, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's go for it. And it ended up being such a huge project. Let me tell you, it was like 36 hours. Oh. Um, I think I had about 40 samples of paint colors. I did different, different colors. Um, so I, it is posted on my Instagram where people can see it. Um, it turned out amazing. I, I was, I was like, okay, you gotta leave your home now and give it to me. I'm going to move it <laughs> because I love it so much. <laughs> so after I did his house and it was so much work, I honestly didn't want to do it again. It was so much work, but I, I thought, no, I'm going to go ahead and do it again in my house. I had to do it in my house. So I actually did it in my husband's office. I did it in, um, and around a wall and I didn't do it in the kitchen only because I thought it probably won't really go with my kitchen as much as I love it so I, I did put it in my house and it's in it's in an office but then it left me with okay now still what do I do with this wall because now I know what I can do but I don't want to do the pallet wood so then I thought well let me try let me try stone <laughs> so then same thing, got the canvas and experimented doing stone. And again, I was like, okay, this isn't half bad. So I went ahead and did my kitchen wall in the stone and I matched the colors of the stone to match my cabinet. So that actually turned out good. Now, now I look at it, people really like it. I've gotten a ton of compliments on it, but now I look at it and I, I have the artist eye. I'm so picky that now I'll look and be like, ah, that's, I should have rounded these. What, they're too square. And so I'm kind of like nitpicking it and I've gone back and forth with, should I just repaint the whole darn thing and start over? Because I feel like I could do better. I, I feel like I, that was practice, right? <laughs> so now I know what I'm doing, but I can't, I can't bring myself to do the work. <laughs> so much time can, so time consuming. <laughs> 
give the kids a little bit of time to mess the wall up again, and then then you'll have to do it again. <laughs> well, so they have they've they've scratched it, but it it worked out really well because now it looks like you can't tell it's part of the stone. <laughs> so it did work. It solved my problem. So I guess I'll leave it. leave it for the next homeowners to deal with. They'll either love it or hate it. <laughs> I feel like Chip and Joanna Gaines will be calling upon you and put and not do the ship lap anymore. You'll be doing the the pallet wood painting. That's an investment there. <laughs> you know, I it's funny because I would absolutely do the pallet wood painting again, but I will tell you that I will charge up the wazoo for it. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. It, it is. It is not. It's. I mean, I. I. It. I. I don't want to say it's not fun, but it's really not fun. It's a lot of work. I. I enjoy each board that I hand do to make it look like pallet wood. I. I enjoy. I get the thrill of seeing what I've created. Right. Of seeing that it turned out. Of being excited and like, oh my gosh, this is really coming together. It really looks good. But honestly, it's so much work. <laughs> so, yeah, if I do it again, I'm happy to do it, but I will have to charge more. <laughs> That's all there is. <laughs> I just want to leave. I'm okay. Well, the okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the website for you is fallenleaf.us. What is your Instagram handle? So on Instagram, I am at, at Jen's Fallen Leaf. Is that the best place for them to reach out to you? Do you have an email address that also? Um, I do have an email, which you can also access through the website. Um, but yeah, I find that Messenger, because I'm also on Facebook. Okay. So um, on Facebook, it's Jen L. Art. And I find that Messenger through Instagram or Facebook works because people are on there anyway looking at my work mm -hmm. so that to send me a message is easy is there anything else that you want to let people know about you oh um i feel like i've blabbed a lot here <laughs> <laughs> well we are thrilled that you did though because we didn't know you know how long we'd be able to talk or if you what you'd want to share so thank you so much for uh, you're welcome. I'm definitely a talk. I, I can talk about my art. I do love it. <laughs> it is really, really spectacular. Thank you. Thank you very much. She is awesome, isn't she? <laughs> she is. <laughs> I love every single one. Every single one has its own merits, but there's some that are purple and snowy. I appreciate snow as long as it's like on art. And I like the first snow of the season. I don't like the cold that comes with it, however. I don't mind the cold. I would actually, I think, rather be cold than hot, but I like the crispness of winter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like how beautiful snow is. I do too. I don't like driving in the snow. Right. I don't have a problem driving in the snow. It's the people around me that have a problem driving in the snow. <laughs> So we're going to link all of her stuff to everything that we put out on this. So please do check out Jen. Um, we thank her so much for discovering her talent and being willing to share it with the world and um, doing her thing. Follow her passion. That's what it's about. So I also hear 
as you were watching, not watching PBS, but you've got a lot to talk about this week and what drives you crazy. <laughs> I do. Um, so I have been doing the online dating thing, and I think I have mentioned um, the gentleman that I thought was fake. And lo and behold, guess what? I was right. Ta-da! <laughs> On the, on the bright side of things, I was right, and I can pat myself on the back for um, going into this eyes wide open. Um, but yeah, it took two weeks, but I got the money request today. Ah, oh, and how much was that request for? Started at $1,250. Yowza. He would like me to send Western Union. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, when I told him that I was not able to do that, oh, I did offer to go pick up his son. Um, so his, and take his son to the bank to help with the transactions. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, after that, of course, I, I did not call him out on his BS. I just, you know, played stupid. And um, then he came back with, well, I just heard from the hospital. They can take $350 if you can just send it to the hospital directly. This hospital would be in another country, by the way. Of course. Um, of course. <laughs> um, then he's there on business. Yes. He left on Saturday to go on business, on a business trip. And supposedly he goes out of country about every three months for business. So I figured that this business trip was going to be the time when I got the, when I got the call. And uh, Saturday he left on the trip and he sent me a photograph from the plane and he's in front of the window it's bright and sunny and so I, I tried still trying to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and then I asked him where he flew from he took a picture at 2 30 in the morning in Cleveland Ohio no time of the year is it sunny at 2 30 <laughs> in the morning in Cleveland Ohio so I did actually let him know that I didn't believe him. I thought he was fake, but I wouldn't tell him how or why um, because I'm not giving him hints on how to make, you know, it easier to scam someone else. So then I realized that I think I shut it down and, and I backed it up a little bit and just said, you know, I hope you prove me wrong. And so I gave him the opportunity. We talked for, you know, the rest of the week. And then it was this morning. He starts telling me about a car accident and, he's already had to put out a bunch of money and I just sat back and waited and uh, I was not disappointed <laughs> I got I got my money request today so um, so I think the next step is now I'll report him on the on the site and help save someone else but yeah so out of this site I have found three fake individuals two for sure one I think is fake but we never spoke to each other but hmm. he was another one I went you know, accepted the match, knowing that that I that he was probably not a real person. So, yeah, hmm. what drives me crazy today is liars, cheaters, disingenuous people. Right. So I watched this total trash TV show, and it has many spinoffs, and I love every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I invest way too much time. Um, Ninety Day Fiance. There's Ninety Day Fiance the other way. Um, where they go to the other country instead of um, the fiancés coming to America after the 90 days, before the 90 days, 90 days strikes back. Like, oh it's, it's crazy. 
So there is this woman on the last season of before the 90 days, I believe. So she is talking to a catfish person and this man's name is Williams and um, is very athletic and she's maybe late 50s, early 60s. She just lost a bunch of weight. She does look fabulous. The daughter, her daughter was telling her this is not real and he called her once and he said that he was from Great Britain. He clearly did not have a British accent at all. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so um, and I couldn't understand like the long game because he was like really in it and he didn't ask her for money for the longest time. And so she was supposed to go to England to visit him and he wasn't really sure what the airport's name is. So the daughter is like, this is not right. Like if yeah. you live there, you would know what the airport was. A few days after that, she gets an email um, not from Williams, but from somebody else that says it basically it's a threat. We have um, compromised pictures of you and we're going to send them to your friends and family and blah, blah, blah. If you don't pay this certain amount of money. Mm. So it doesn't really look like Williams. And this lady is saying, no, it can't be him. And the daughter is like, you are crazy. <laughs> definitely. Who else are you sending these pictures to mom? Right. <laughs> And so now in hindsight, she's on uh, the 90 day fiance strikes back and she's talking about, you know, how oblivious she was and now she can see it all and he's still beautiful and she would still like to meet this man and oh, wow. <laughs> or whoever the man in the pictures is because right. he was pretty yummy. But um <laughs> But there are people who are in for the long game for, so be careful of the pictures that you send out. I don't know that we always have to say that to adults, but sometimes if you're feeling it and you're going to meet somebody and you're excited about it, you might take a few photos on your phone because you're loving your body and you send them out and then bam, you are right. in some trouble. Absolutely. <laughs> Luckily, I don't do that ever. No. <laughs> always fully clothed, you know, selfies or whatever. So don't have to worry about that, but it, it's really, you know, I, I went into it knowing that this was probably a fake person and it's just saddened me to find out I was right. Mm -hmm. I started thinking I was just kind of cynical and jaded, you know, maybe, maybe not. No, I was right. Mm -hmm. So there's someone out there, Barbara. Oh, I know. There's someone out there. <laughs> <laughs> Someday my prince will come. Okay, and we're singing. <laughs> For me, I'm not so sure. I am too picky. And I don't know that I'm ready yet. Like, I, I just, I'm finding anything wrong at this point. Well, I think just like with Jen's art, I just, I'll know it when I find it. Mm -hmm. And, you know... I wasn't looking for Jen and her art. It just happened to be there on the TV screen when mm -hmm. I turned on the TV. And, you know, I was absolutely blown away and mesmerized. And, you know, I think that's how, you know, the, the Mr. Wright will, will be as well. I'll just know. And hopefully he doesn't ask me for money right afterwards. <laughs> this week um the bright side is just you know finding your passion 
Mm-hmm. You know, Jen found hers and she wasn't even looking for, that's not something she was looking to do, painting. And, and she's absolutely amazing at, at it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I never thought in a million years I'd be on a podcast. But, you, you know, you're passionate about it, so let's do it. Do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so, you know, let's just find our passion and, and do what do what you want to do as long as you're not hurting anybody else. Yeah, when I had the idea for this podcast, I've had many ideas, as you know, that I've tried to rope you into before, (laughs) and then they kind of faded away. So, and they faded away because I overanalyzed, overthought, and it wasn't perfect. Yes. And I, what the hell is perfect anyway? That's all subjective. All subjective. This time I decided, what if I just follow my intuition and my gut and just do it? And we're doing it. We're doing it. And where it's going to go, I don't know. Um, But just like what Jen said, we're doing it in a way that's ours and ours alone. I'm... I'm looking at a few facts and figures and things that are important to know, but I'm doing it our way and I don't want to over-educate myself on a podcast and what a podcast means because it's going to be something different to everybody. Just like Jen warned about taking an art class and doing it at that person's way. I wouldn't have thought about that. Yeah. Um, I'm not artistic. Um, but I definitely would not have thought about how you learn one person's style could affect your own, and Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't have thought that, but it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. And the way people receive messages, and I know for certain I have received messages and I didn't have faith in them before, so I'm like, yeah, that's not really for me, that's not it, like I can't do that, and I would poo-poo and talk myself out of so much. and. I decided a short time ago that I am not going to do that to myself anymore. I am 48 years old and I'm running out of life. (laughs) My (laughs) knees are not so good. So, uh, you know, I want to embrace everything. I'm not sick. I'm not dying. There's nothing like that. But there's going to be a point where the, the door is closing on life and I don't want to have any regrets anymore. So I am going to follow the nudge and follow the little whisper in my ear, even if it's the crazy one <laughs> telling me to go do this. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Yeah. And the other bright side is uh, you are now wiser about the games. Though so you are a very good detective and can pick out a whole lot of things on beforehand. Um, I have also learned that the fish that goes after a catfish is called a muskie. <laughs> so I have the running joke with my daughter and I is I am a muskie. It doesn't sound real sexy, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm finding the catfish. So if nothing else, ladies, I am helping you out. I'm going to take these bastards out one at a time. <laughs> You know, they're like telemarketers. I'm just going to keep them busy as long as I can so that they're not out there roping somebody else in. Yeah. Let my cynicism help others. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I love everything about that. And I am so happy that we had our first guest. Yes. It wasn't disastrous. Nope. <laughs> Nobody <was> died. <laughs> so I'm grateful and I'm thankful and I can't wait for the next one. I think we have one that we have in mind already. So yes. we need to contact them. And maybe that's a road trip too. Yeah, we it's we're about to go into a new month. It's time to hit the road again, I think. Yeah. Even if it's just a little road lo little local road trip. Yeah. My tongue didn't work there for a second. <laughs> so whatever app you're using, give us five stars. There was one you said you didn't know that it worked. I don't know how they work. I really need to go like research that. I know that if you use Anchor FM. There's a little plus sign on there, and that little plus sign lets you leave a voice memo for us that we can play in an episode. So if you want your voice on this, just hit the little plus sign and anchor FM on our show. It, like if you do it to somebody else's show, it won't come to us, of course, but <laughs> <laughs> do it on our show. And uh, our email is hello at brightsidedcrazy.com. And tell your friends. Find our Facebook page, brightsideofcrazy.com. I'm trying to figure out the um, uh, YouTube thing. And so then you don't have to download an app if you're anti-app, like some people that I know. Uh, some people that you know are getting a brand new phone today. <laughs> um, I might go home to a new phone. I uh, Luckily, I have a wonderful son that lives nearby, and we both are getting phones. And... So I gave him my phone today. Who knows who has tried to contact me all day long. Uh, but hopefully I will go home to a brand new phone with lots of memory where I can download stuff. Mm. Apps galore. So I'll be helping you tomorrow with your new phone. <laughs> <laughs> Got it? <laughs> I might wait a full 24 hours before I tell you I can't figure okay. it out. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So that's it. You will hear us next week, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so have an awesome week, people. Be joyful. Find your passion. Follow it. Do it. Do it. Bye. Bye.